podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, Shackles are off fans and listeners coming up on the podcast. We discuss the start of the English Test summer. It's less than a week away. We tease some of our upcoming guests and they are absolute crackers, seriously. And of course, we hear from the legend that is Jason Holder. What a guy, what a cricketer. It's all coming up on the Shackles Are Off podcast and take it away now with the music. So welcome along to the podcast and well, like we said, it's just not far away at all, is it? Depending on when you're listening to this, you might even be listening to this after the test summer has started because we are releasing this pretty close, six days away from that first day's play at Lords. Chris, from a Barmy Army perspective, it doesn't seem two minutes since the Barmy Army were enjoying their first away tour in two years in the West Indies. So for you, I bet it's come around rather quickly, this whole shebang hasn't it and I mean it's new look we'll come on to that in a moment but it must be so exciting it is it really is exciting it, it feels like it wasn't long ago but in the same breath it feels like it was quite a long time ago a lot's happened in English cricket since that final day's play in Grenada and, and now we're we're only five six days away from the start of the test summer whilst recording this and it's an all changed test team but it's exciting uh, the new dawn the new era um, it's obviously the, the biggest challenge we could possibly ask for first up against the world test champions. Um, but but why not start with a bang and, and roll them 2-0? Why not? <laughs> Ever the optimist. Nothing changes. We've been doing this podcast like over three years now and <laughs> it's no point. <laughs> I know what you're going to say. It's good though. Back the lads all the way. Love it. Um, England's new Red Bull Dawn has seen two uncapped 23-year-olds picked as well. But Yes. Look, we might, we just might, not promising anything, but be hearing from one of them, potentially releasing the podcast on the day of that first test. We'll, we'll let you know. We'll, 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 we'll let you know on that. Uh, keep your eyes peeled. Get subscribed into the podcast feed. We are going to hear from Jason Holder very shortly, but we sort of talked about Brendan McCullum and Ben Stokes a little bit at the start of the Sakima Mood podcast, which is our most recent podcast before this one. I'm really excited by Brendan McCullum as the head coach of the England Test team. Yeah. I, I just, I just think that if you're booking tickets for day five, you, you've probably got it all wrong, though. <laughs> yeah, Stokes and McCullum don't give you much faith in day five. But well, it, saying that, Stokes has um, taken us to one of the best day fives of all time. So we can't, uh, we can't speak too soon. I reckon we'll have a, a very exciting summer coming up. Obviously, um, it's always good to see new faces in the squad as well, as you alluded to. Um, and, and then also a, an all-change white ball team with a new white ball coach as well. But it's um, starting with a with a test cricketing bang, as we know, the Barmy Army's firm favourite um, form of the sport. Um, but we'll also look forward to a bit of the white stuff later on in the um, summer. Yeah, really looking forward to that, actually. Really looking forward. I do love an ODI in the summer. Really do. It's a good feeling. It's a good feeling. And obviously, get yourselves on um, online on the Barmy Army website because there are tickets left. I, I, I 
I'm not even going to ask. You probably don't know off the top of your head. You've got a lot going on, Chris. I don't know either in terms of what availability there is left. But there are there is stuff around. If you're thinking, oh my word, I'm a bit late to the party. Here it starts next week. For goodness' sake, the English Test summer. No, come on, you can you can still find little bits and bobs, which is uh, which is right. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've, still got, we've still got a few tickets left, and you you actually nabbed some yesterday, didn't you? The day before, did, yeah. where, where are we off to? We're off to Durham, are we? Yeah, Chesterley Street. Why not? It's a good ground. Yeah. That I'm, I'm glad that's back on the on the calendar because it's quite yeah. a cool ground. And I know we did we, we actually talked quite a lot about Durham, didn't we, last year um, ahead of some of the ODIs and stuff. That was that was brilliant. So it's good good that there's um, a bit more cricket up in Chesterley Street. Um, and obviously get to see, you know, their test captain in action as well, uh, which is really cool. Jimmy and Brody back in action too. So there we go. Look, we're not cricket pundits. We're not going to talk too much about that. Um, what we are going to talk about, though, is the fact that we've spoke to Jason Holder, admittedly, a few weeks ago now. Mm. Brilliant, brilliant guy. Like, so super cool. He was sat in his hotel room at the IPL. So apologies for the dodgy Wi-Fi. But really cool, and actually, without looking to, uh, you know, wishing to look back too much on what's come before, and you mentioned that last day in Grenada, which was actually the sort of the start of things changing for English cricket. But what a really nice chap he is! You don't begrudge West Indies any success when he's there in that kind of leadership group. Obviously, a former captain, but you don't begrudge any success to the West Indies, dear. What a chap he is! I love county cricket as well. That was a cool bit. Yeah, that's the thing. He loves county cricket, loves Northampton, loves the Barmy Army, self-professed biggest Barmy Army fan um, in the world, he thinks. And, and I think that's just a wonderful sign that an opposition captain that, OK, we might have got stuck into a little bit over the years, is just um, a big fan of what we do and, and why we do it. So I think he appreciates the support that the England players get and the, the colour it brings to the game. So he's, he's a great bloke and so good of him to give up his time in the IPL. Um, he's obviously a busy man, a superstar, cricketing superstar now, the best all-rounder in the world for many years. He was top of the rankings, don't know where he is now, might still be top of the rankings. But he was, um, yeah, a, an amazing guy, very humble, very pleasant, just loves cricket, loves the Barmy Army, loves West Indies. And he, I think he said he was quite looking forward to the um, Netherlands ODI tours, which is just around the corner for them, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. He might be there very soon. Uh, which is cool. Yeah, he does. He, he, I mean, talks about quite a lot of stuff, actually. Favourite cricketing tea as well, which was uh, which was good. We're going to do that with most of our guests. And I say most of our guests. Yeah, all right. We've had a bit of a quiet sort of period over the last few weeks and months. However, they're coming thick and fast. You definitely want to subscribe. If you've got some pals who are cricket fans, you want to pass the pod as well. And just, just say to them, look, get subscribing to this. We've got some amazing guests. Honestly, we worked pretty hard to get some... Good guests behind the scenes, and they are all coming up in the next few weeks. So we look forward to sharing some of those. Though we start things off, though I say start things off. We had to keep my mood last week, for goodness' sake. But we've got another stellar guest to sort of set off this little mini run that we're going on now. It's Jason Holder on the Shackles Are Off podcast. Jason Holder, absolute pleasure to have you on the Shackles Are Off podcast. Um, from the bubble, weirdly, it's like a bit of a throwback to last year, playing in the IPL for new team, the Super Giants. 
first things first, it must be a bit weird being back in a bubble after you've sort of tasted the freedom of, of, of the Caribbean in the sunshine. But then, I mean, I suppose you've got the excitement of a new franchise and sort of finding your feet with that, haven't you? Yeah, it's been a bittersweet feeling, I guess. Um, obviously, nice being part of a new franchise, uh, but a tough being back in the bubble. Um, obviously, things in here, in here in India happened really quiet down as as the BCC I would like. Um, so, yeah, it's been hard being stuck into a hotel and just practically going from the hotel to the ground. But, you know, I think we've done reasonably well in the field so far and the vibes in the camp have been very, very good. So, yeah, I'm really enjoying the time so far with the Lucknow Super Giants. And, you know, hopefully we can go all the way. Yeah. And what's it like being part of a new franchise? Because you don't have all the history, you don't have all the other stuff. I know you'll know a few of the guys who you're playing with, but that's... Um, that's quite exciting in a way, isn't it? I mean, I, I don't want to sound all cliche and do their PR for them, but that's actually pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah, it's good to be a part of something new. Um, and it, the way you look at it is that you're the part of history to be in the first group that Lebanon's ever put together. Um, and yeah, I think in a way, it's like no pressure. I think the expectation is is little to none. And you can just go on the field and express yourselves. And I think that's what the franchise certainly has giving us the leeway to do, you know, just go and express ourselves and, and enjoy what we're doing. Um, I think the teams that have packed a heavy reputation as the years have gone on through APL, such as Mumbai, Chennai, you know, I think more pressure's on them to to continue in their 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 vein um, or their form, you know, over the years in APL. But for us as a new franchise, it's practically just, you know, just let it flow, you know, just hit the ground running and make sure you just, you know, create history for yourselves. Good. It's good to hear that, Jason. And we're listening to this from uh, fairly cold England. You're listening and speaking to us from a bubble in India. Do you look back over the tour in in March that's just happened with a great fondness? We're looking back thinking, wow, that was a that was a good three weeks of our lives for for the majority of people <laughs> that were there. Do you look back with the same fondness over that tour? Yeah, definitely, man. Anytime you get a chance to just sit back and you know just reminisce on what is, what we what we achieved as a side. Um, it's, it's a pleasing feeling. Um, I always enjoyed these tours against England, whether we play in home or away, just because of the atmosphere. You know, it's one series where you you just have no choice but to be up for. You know, the crowds, the the banter between the English crowd and the West Indians is 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 always something to to behold. And then obviously the Barmy Army, uh, my favorite army, <laughs> to me the only army. <laughs> um, yeah, it just it's just it's just wonderful, man. Just the songs. I think I've learned at least another one. Uh, <laughs> I, I was re- really really disappointed that I didn't get to hear um, you know Jimmy's chant or Brody's chant, but I mean I was happy not seeing them here <laughs> in the Caribbean. To be quite to be quite fair, but. Uh, yeah, it was all good, and, and another good series topped off between West Indies and England. You want your own chant, don't you? I think it's time we get my own chant, man. I'm the biggest bar Miami fan there is. <laughs> That's what we like to see, Jason. We saw you getting involved, and any opportunity to clap along to the songs, a little sing song. So, uh, thanks for all your oh, support. <laughs> it, it gets me through the day, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> so good, so good. Um, you look at West Indies now, I mean. The fact that you won that series, right? That's that's awesome for a start for for West Indian cricket. Not for us, obviously, but you know, England fans enjoyed their t- their time in the Caribbean. So I suppose everybody's a winner, really, in that respect. But you've got to be you've got to be really pleased with the way it's going. I think when you got the captaincy in 2015, 
how much has it come on leaps and bounds, mate? Yeah, I think the strays which is say, the side has made has been has been significant. Um, uh, where we've come from in a sense where we had quite a young group about three, four years ago, and we just decided to rebuild at that stage. And I think the strays which we've made as a group, you know, have been significant. We've had some dark times as any other side would, um, but I think more often than not, you when you look at the overall scheme of the West Indies Test team, I think you could see a lot of individual improvements. And then we've been able to clinch a few more series than we have probably in the past. Um, I think if you compared maybe this decade to the previous decade of West Indian test teams, I think we're, we're, we're a notch above them, you know, in a sense where we've won more, won more series. We've had more guys individually coming together and, and putting up some big performances. And I think hopefully, and I, and I, and I use this, this term loosely, hopefully we should be pushing in the, in the right direction. But I think our or away tours is something that we definitely have to look at where we need to perform a lot better when we travel abroad. Um, I think that's where we've probably struggled. I think at home we've been been pretty solid, but when we go abroad, you know, it's been a, it's been a massive challenge. Hard though, isn't it? Because all the test teams struggle away from home. So it's, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's actually been really, it's not like 20 years ago where you sort of felt like you yeah. had a chance when you went away. And that's everybody. That's England, Australia, India, everybody. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's difficult, man. Um, I think what has happened is like most Test test playing nations have really doctored or mastered, you know, how to play in their home conditions. I think playing in England is is difficult, man. I don't care what team England puts out in England, you know, they're they're a massive, massive unit, you know. And I felt they had a really good squad, and, and maybe for a huge portion of that last series, you know, maybe they they out, outplayed us, you know. I just think in the last test match, you know, we were fortunate enough to to get a a good push in the first innings, and we were able to to capitalize on that, but. I think if you look at England, I don't think England should be too disheartened by their their overall performances. I think they've really pushed us, and we had two Test matches to save in Antigua and Barbados, and it's unfortunate that you know it didn't it didn't really work out for them. But I think credit must be given to our our boys for sticking out, you know, being able to save the first two Test matches and then and then push for the victory in the last. One one thing we all wanted to know in the stands at the time: if you were still skipper, would you have gone for the win in Antigua or Barbados? Um, Barbados, I felt was was a was a stretch. Um, yeah, Antigua, Antigua. I think I think when you look at our previous series and the way we played, uh, we got played in Sri Lanka, um, and that that was that was a hard pill to swallow. Then previous, I mean, before that, we got played in the Caribbean against South Africa as well too. So, on the back of probably those last two series, you know, yeah. you probably can play the safety card and, and make sure you don't lose as opposed to trying to be aggressive and looking for a win and, and perhaps messing it up. But I think the state of the ball and, and the conditions, it didn't make it easy to, to have free flow of runs. So I think trying to chase a game or trying to win a game on the last day of a test match um, is not the most, well, not the easiest thing to do per se, but yeah, I mean, I guess in hindsight, it worked out perfectly for us where we yeah, were able yeah, to save those and, and, then, and then win the last one. So, Happy it is. And credit has to go to West Indies as well, Chris. Yeah. Because the thing is, our media, it, 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 I mean, if you read it, it'd be like England just didn't turn up for that last game. You know, it was, it's shocking. And we, you know, you were there, you witnessed it. And I was I was watching that final test on the TV and thinking, actually, you boys have you've smashed it. <laughs> you, know, you played really well. You outplayed England. And that was that was that was quality to see.
We'll be back to the brilliant Jason Holder in just a moment. And I bet, Chris, that he likes a beer. Hmm? <laughs> I think he might. Well, the good news for Jason Holder and the rest of you, of course, is that the Great British Beer Festival is back. It's at the Olympia in London between the 2nd and 6th of August. And there is a very large beer section. In fact, it is the largest beer section in the UK, all under one roof. It's the only destination for all things beer this summer. And I think that, Chris, there might be a few people who listen to the podcast just thinking, huh, what? <laughs> yeah, there will be a few ears pricked up, won't there? I guess it's whether you want to celebrate the best of British or you're looking to try something a little different than the Great British Beer Festival. Have you covered with a large amount of diverse selection of beers and some of the finest beers from here in the UK, but also a few hard-to-find US cast beer. That's a, that's a bit above my station, to be honest. I think when you're taking beer overseas for me, I'm not really too sure about it. I'll be as honest as possible, but I do like a UK beer, as you can tell. Um, but you never know. <laughs> I might like a US cast beer from America, just for you. Well, I thought that, you know, when you were over the NFL draft the other week, you'd have sampled a few of these cask beers. They're not going to, you know, it's only an eight-hour flight or whatever. I'm not going to change that much. Come on. Yeah, I'm not sure a Corona classes as a cask beer, but no, I might have. I might have, but without even knowing. Yeah, exactly. Well, there you go. Well, I'll tell you what, Great British Beer Festival, second till the 6th of August at the Olympia in London. And uh, the largest beer selection in the UK, all under one roof. There you go. You can join them for that ultimate beer experience this august tickets are now on sale at www.gbbf.org.uk gbbf.org.uk and well see you all for a pint you gotta uh, go haven't we I, i'm just thinking that actually i know we're reading this out for a bit of spawn on our podcast i'm thinking to myself that sounds quite good this sound crack right whilst you guys listen to the second half of jason holder chris and i'll go away and discuss going to the great british beer festival I want to pick your brains on growing up playing in Barbados um, because we obviously have only experienced, I mean, we've sort of been around the world and sort of seen cricket elsewhere, but actually playing, we've sort of come through that like local village, if you like, club system here in England, which you'll have seen a little bit because I know you played for North Ant, so you might have seen a bit of club cricket. I'm not sure. Um but it's so different in the Caribbean and just give some of our listeners, if you can, a bit of an insight into what it's like. I mean, where does it start for somebody like you? Is it, is it on, is it just playing on the beach? Is it just playing on your local recreation ground? How does it, how does it work? Because it seems like there is still that love for it. All started in your communities, um, wherever you come from, you know, cricket was always like probably the number one sport between cricket and football. Uh, and you would just play a whole host of sports growing up. I, I guess, suppose, <laughs> Spending summer vacations at my grandmother's, going home after school and playing cricket at home, that's for me very, very good love and passion. And then it kind of expanded at school, primary school, uh, where at lunchtime we would play cricket. You know, any, any break we got, we would play cricket probably. And, and that's where, for me, it all started. And then as you get a little bit more, more, more serious about the game, then you, you, know, you, you join clubs, um, you then look at playing for your country because obviously at age group cricket we've got on the 13, 15, 17, 19 teams um, for Barbados so 
and that, that, that's where push well that's where it went i mean fortunately for me i was able to tour england in 2002 four and six with my club wondrous Creative club um and yeah. for me that yeah that was where i i kind of got the nudge to to push cr- cricket a lot more seriously and and that gave me so so much to to gain from in terms of traveling abroad seeing foreign conditions playing against foreign opposition and I just understanding what it took to to be successful. <laughs> so you've you've played for loads of teams around the world now. You played for all the franchises. Played for Otago as well for a year. Is that right? And also North Ants. Um, what was it like? Because everybody we speak to, Chris, don't we? We speak to so many players from around the world, like Alan Donald, and uh, you know, we've spoken to Mikey Holding, everyone, and they all talk about county cricket and the fact that county cricket is like. Something, if it's not like the pinnacle for them, it's something that they definitely want to tick off. They want to do it. Did, was that the case for you? Did, did you just have this like really curious interest in coming and playing in the county championship? Oh, 100%. Um, that was the box I needed to tick. And, you know, fortunately for me, I had a window of opportunity to do it in 2019, just before the 2019 World Cup. Yeah. And I felt the timing was right because I, I wasn't involved in IPL and... Um, I had two months off and rather than sit at home and probably just practice and stuff, I felt it was good to get in a, uh, some competitive cricket in the same conditions that I'll be, you know, up against in, in oh, a couple of weeks' time. And up to this day, I'm still in contact with a lot of guys there. Um, I watched the game up to yesterday, the county game version. And I still try to pass on as much as I can to, to North Lance, man. They hold a special place in my heart being the only county I've represented. And, you know, I'm one of the loyal people around. So I always tell my manager, like, if I do go back and play county cricket, I can't play for anybody else but the Steelbacks. And, you know, I mean, the, the money dilemma always comes in, you know, where, you know, France is obviously a smaller county. You know, you may get offers from bigger counties. And I have gotten offers from bigger counties. But, yeah, I mean, I will always give North France the, 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 the first choice. And, you know, if it, if it does work out to... It will work out that way where you can go back and play. Definitely, I'll definitely go back and play there. But they always, they always asking if I've got got availability. But there's just no time these days with the international schedule, man. It's just hectic. Just tournament after tournament, and yeah, we don't miss the four day cricket. I mean, I know most of the guys talk about the county grind. <laughs> I mean, I played two games with North France, and the second one was at Cardiff, oh. and I would never, I would never want to experience that again, man. We 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 were in the field first, and they scored like five hundred and thirty yard. And then we batted for like two and a half days and scored 730 yards. And I was telling us, oh, well, it was it was probably a good time in that. I only played two for, for, for the championship games, man. I didn't want to see another one after that. <laughs> Fair play to you. What yeah. what was the, um? I guess the one, one thing everyone will want to know is how does the, how does the nightlife compare in <laughs> Northamptonshire compared to Barbados? Well, the boys told me what happened in Northampton stays in Northampton. And, ah, okay. and <laughs> but no man um i i would say that we had some really really good times man um, i think the cultures just want to stick together and that's something that really stuck with me and something i tried to really push in the caribbean where i think because we were separated obviously by islands you know sometimes it's so hard to get together as a group but the way the english guys do it i mean i've had a chance of playing in australia as well and i was really amazed at how closely knit those guys are as well too um, and that's the that's the biggest the biggest um, takeaway for me, you know how well the guys really stick together. And like I I've 
grown to to love a, a, a good guy in Luke Proctor. You know, he's from up yeah. at Lancashire, but he plays for he plays for North Hans as well. And Proctor he sat next to me in the dressing room, man, and he's he's just a, a true champion, man. And he's one of the guys they really hold in high regard. Rob Keogh, he's, he's another guy I spend a lot of time in. And and Ricardo Vasconcelos, it's, it's good to see him now progress and and skip the the, the championship side. And, and then when it, when it first went there, I think that was his first season or second season. Still being in contact with him is really is really good. That's so funny that you were actually sitting watching North Ants yesterday whilst you were at the IPL. Absolutely. <laughs> I absolutely love that. That's so, so good. Um, on that theme then, we, we we want to ask you, so you'll have experienced the English cricket teas then, won't you? You know, like when you have the little scones and the cups of tea and all that kind of stuff at, at, at the tea break. So <laughs> I'm going to ask you, what's your ideal dream cricketing tea, Jason? If, if, if you had like... You know, it, it, bear in mind all rules out the window. No, no nutritionist looking over your shoulder. You do what you want here, mate. You you picking what you want. So we're going sandwich, savoury snack, um, a sweet snack, and then a drink. What are you going for? Well, I could tell you for nothing beats Lords. My Lords have got the best lunch, best tea in the world. And, <laughs> and taking a trip to Lords, man. You at tea. I'm just looking for ice cream or some kind of pudding, some kind of cake. I'm a sweet guy, so anything sweet I'll have it definitely take. Gives me a little bit of sugar rush and I head back onto the field and try and take some pulls. <laughs> <laughs> quite right, quite right. One of my um one of my additions from the recent Barbados tour would have to be a fish cutter from that place um next to the next to the Radisson, the little shack next to the Radisson. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. The fish gate cutters there. They're they're famous for those, man. Um yeah, I mean there are a few places that as a tourist, you have to venture and, and, and experience. And that's one of them. That one, obviously, Oysters. Um, yeah. And if you're a big barbecue fan, like, you should go to Maps. Maps is is a, is a must. Maps. So next time you're in Bar... It's not actually too far from Kensington Novel. You could... I would want to say you could walk it, but probably take, like, a 20-minute walk, maybe half an hour walk, but it's, like, okay. a five-minute drive. We'll be back. It is a... Yeah, it is a, it is a must. So twenty minute walk, normal time. So forty minutes for Barmy Army, yeah. After after a day. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so Jason, we had Saki Mahmood on the podcast earlier this week, and he told us about the um, the good relationship between the two teams, the, the friendly banter, but also the, the bit of edge that he got when he was batting, notably from Mr. Seals, and he said he enjoyed that because he he was able to give a little bit back, and he said there's a really good, unique rivalry amongst the two teams. Did you? Share that experience as well. Did you enjoy the, the English-West Indian banter on the pitch as well? Yeah, I was saying that. For me personally, I didn't really get it that much. Um, you know, normally it's, it comes a lot from Jimmy and, and Brody, but obviously <laughs> they weren't they, they were wrong. Um, but obviously they had moments where you had guys like Sack going against Jaden, Jaden was going against Stokesy. And for me, that's how the game is meant to be played, man. And I guess one of the best, the best moments of that entire tour is, you know, in Grenada after the test match was finished, you know, we invited them into our, in our into our team room, and we had a really, really good night, you know, as as an entire group, man. And it was it was wonderful just getting to talk about, you know, different tactics employed during the series, and you know, um, moments where we where both teams enjoyed, and you know, we had a few a few a few drinks too as well too, which was all good, man. And I think for me, that's the most important part about cricket. You know, at the end of it all, you know, you play hard on the field and, and enjoy, you know, time out off 
we'll we'll just end on on what what it looks like for the rest of the year for you then um and, and the next few years go going forward because you, look it's going to be so busy man isn't it and um you know there's the 100 and there's the you know all sorts of different stuff going on obviously west indies stuff as well so what's it look like for you the rest of 2022 for us after IPL of Netherlands we've got Netherlands in Holland then from there we go directly to Pakistan to play Pakistan in three days. Then we come back to the Caribbean, Bangladesh in a full tour. It's all back to back, by the way. There's no break in between. Um, so we play Bangladesh in a full tour. After Bangladesh leave, India arrives. We play Indian, uh, a white ball tour, of, uh, ODIs and T20s. After the Indians leave, the Kiwis arrive and we play them in a same white ball and a white ball series. And then after that, to Australia for the World Cup. Two match test series against Australia. So we arrive, we get back home, I think December the 13th or 14th. And that's wow. when we get our break. Oh yeah. Wow. That's that's unbelievable. So you won't be home all year? No, I wouldn't be home all year, but hopefully I'll get a pocket or two that I can, you know, refresh and, and just refocus because God knows I need it. Yeah, no, I don't blame you at all. So we've yeah. got to talk to you about the Netherlands tour. Have you been to Holland before, or Amsterdam particularly? Have no, I've never been. Um, I've heard so much about it, but I've never been. So <laughs> uh, hopefully we get some some time out um, and hopefully there's no restrictions in terms of bubbles and we can really enjoy the experience, man. I'm, I'm, I'm almost certain you'll have a very good time. There's some wonderful uh, art museums, so make sure, you, make sure you make the most of that. <laughs> Just so many names. Just so many names. I don't want to miss any of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jason, absolutely quality to have you on the podcast, mate. Well, um, we'd love to catch up with you again, actually. We'll, we'll try and chat to you when you've got a bit of a break at some point. We might come over to Amsterdam to support you, boys. <laughs> yeah. What a place to do it. We could do it in one of those art museums you spoke about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. Jason, enjoy the rest of the IPL, mate. You're um, yeah, you're a very busy man, but um, it'll be quality. So enjoy, enjoy. And thanks so much for coming on. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me, boys. Yeah, thanks, thanks for your kind words on the army as well. That'll go down a treat with all Cheers. the fans. No worries. Agreed. Enjoy. Cheers, yeah, Jason. Top man. Take care, mate. Cheers. Cheers. Bye bye. Bye. Podcast Network.